Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Heal with Cat podcast. My name is Cat. I am your host, and I am so grateful and excited to be back on another episode of the podcast and my first official full length podcast, not a mini sode, but a full length podcast episode in 2024. And first off, before we get started, I would like to wish you a happy new year. I hope your holidays were beautiful and wonderful and relaxing and not too triggering. Um, I spent my holidays in Italy with my family for 14 days and I was nervous going into it. I think everyone was. Came out, honestly, of the trip missing Italy. I have missed Italy every day since I left. Oh my gosh, I think the older I get, the more I appreciate um traveling. I mean, I've been traveling since I was a kid and I've always really been grateful for the opportunities, but man, the older you get, I just feel like the more you see about the world and given where, you know, our country is at this time and and seeing how other cultures and countries live, um I really really resonated with Italy and also my family's making a huge change into moving to Italy. It's my family's going through a huge transition uh, time that we've kind of been moving through since November. So it was really nice to see my family and spend time with them. And I think Tyler and I really needed to get out for 14 days and just be together and be out of our responsibilities and our uh, day-to-day stuff and our routine to really spend some quality time together. So we are settling back into home now. Um, I'm pretty sure I definitely got COVID over the holidays, Um, came back got a cold again and today is the first day in probably a month I will say like maybe yeah a month where I'm finally feeling good I'm feeling better I went to the gym this morning and I'm finally getting back into my routine and I felt that what a what a perfect day to hop on the podcast and answer a really um, interesting question that came through my dms and then was talking to a couple people Uh, via text that I was catching up with from over the holidays who had recently left jobs and were making big life transitions within their careers. And I thought, wow, what a perfect time to hop on the podcast and talk about this. So I got a DM on Instagram uh, from someone who said, I am curious if you can touch on how you started your business and how you quit your nine to five job. What was the process? What made you do it? Did you start your business before you quit, etc.? Um, if you have time to explain, let, please, you know, I'd love to hear it. Uh, I'm happy to talk about this. Um, I'm, I'm really happy to talk about this because it was such a huge, pivotal chapter of my life. And um, I hopped on my stories to see if the rest of you were interested in hearing about it. And majority of you wanted to hear about it on the podcast. So here I am. Um, you know, there's so many different ways that I can go into talking about what my experience was like leaving my nine to five job, you know, why, how, all the things. And I think the easiest way for me to do that was to kind of break things down year by year and it won't be too in depth. There's a lot of, uh, wisdom that I learned in each of these years since 2020. I mean, you know, every year has brought me a lot of wisdom, but it was really the start of 20 or the end of 2020 and the start of 2021 that really um, catapulted me into the path that I'm on now. And it's been so interesting for me to kind of realize like, oh my gosh, all of the hard work that I've put in in the last two and a half years, I finally feel like I'm making some progress. Like I'm, I'm 
you know, I'm fully almost booked. I'm like literally 80% booked out for January and February. I've got a workshop coming up with a dear friend and I've got these podcasts that I'm on and I'm networking and it's like really, it's really had to become a labor of love for me in the last two and a half years. And I think that there are a few really important values I've had to really stand by um, or maybe their affirmations, maybe their beliefs. I think the biggest one you'll hear me talk about in today's episode is the power of believing in yourself. Um, the power of believing in what you're doing, you know, and how it's making a difference in the lives around you. Um, I think another one is believing, it, it kind of kind of tethers off of that, but believing that what you're doing, you know, is truly making an impact and that everyone that's meant to hear your message will find you. It's not going to be right away, but it will be with time. Um, you know, on my journey, my biggest challenge in my business is educating people on what FCT is. Uh, a lot of people show up to my page and they're genuinely interested in ancestral healing, but maybe have never heard of family constellation therapy, but they're genuinely interested. And part of my job is to educate people on what this work does and how it can help them. Because it's not as mainstream in spirituality as an intuitive reading or Reiki or even ayahuasca, right? Like it's, it's, it is just becoming more and more popular to talk about ancestral healing. I mean, everybody is talking about it right now and it's really beautiful because all of that really supports what I'm doing, but I have to stay focused on the lens of FCT. And so believing in myself and believing in what I'm doing and how it's making an impact that has to be my sole mission, right, at, at some points. Another thing you'll hear me talk about a lot in the episode today is the power of putting one step in front of the other, putting one foot in front of the other, and being as consistent as you can about it. Uh, being a small business is a lot of having to hold myself accountable, motivate myself, create a plan for my business. You know, I am the facilitator, the marketer, the logistics person, the IT person, the personal assistant, the scheduler, the content creator, like I am everything for my business. And so for me, um, putting one foot in front of the other and being as consistent as I can about it is really, really, really supportive and helpful for me in being able to keep moving forward without getting bogged down. Because I will tell you, there have been so many times in the last, um, specifically the last two years of being in this work, that I have gone to Tyler and cried and said, maybe I should go back to teaching yoga. Maybe this isn't going to work out full time for me. Like maybe I'm not good enough. I've really had to struggle with being faced with, and this is what I meant about, you know, being a business owner, being confronting this journey is confronting. Um, I've had to really get in tune with myself and really believe in myself. And that can be really hard when you're putting in so much work and you don't always see the outcome right away, you know, and for someone like me who can be a little anxious and impatient sometimes, um, it's, it's important for me to, um, to really believe in the bigger picture of what I'm doing and to keep being consistent um, because the consistency is what gives me those moments of, ah, oh, okay, this, this work is making an impact on people. This work is touching people's lives. 
it's not for nothing. Like you can do this, you can do this. And I think the last thing that's really important um, that I'll touch on in this episode is the, the power of community and having people in your corner to be there emotionally, physically, and spiritually to pick you up when you're down. Um, my best friend has been the most supportive and impactful tool of being my biggest cheerleader. Tyler, my boyfriend, has been incredible at helping me face some of my deepest and darkest fears and truths and really being honest with me and being a realist, but also being motivational and embrace, helping me embrace the challenges and see them and just facing the challenges head on and being honest with myself. And that honesty has allowed me to get to know myself better. Um, and then also on days when I'm really struggling, he'll buy me flowers or we'll go out to dinner and I've just got my companion, you know, I've got my teammate by my side, no matter what, you know, he doesn't love me because of, you know, what I do for my job or whatever. He loves me because of who I am inside and out and, and he's there to support me through it all, which is so wonderful. And I've had my family who's been there to support me financially in times when I needed it, but also just a listening ear and, you know, like my cousin, for example, Sarah, like she's just been a huge supporter in really uh, embracing my light and, and, and pumping me up in, in moments when I'm like, I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. Uh, or my cousin, Lelia, who's the one that introduced me to this work. I have her to thank for that. My sisters, my brother, my parents, my stepmom. I mean, all of the people in my community have been so um, supportive. And I think that without them, I wouldn't be where I am today. So all of that, I wanted to start you know, off with those three pieces because I'm going to kind of ramble into a few things that I've been through over the last three and a half years, four years with this business to answer the questions of how I quit my job and how I started it and what was the process and what made me do it and all of that. But but honestly, truly, I mean, those three pieces, you know, loving and believing in yourself, having the, the support and the love and the power of community, and then putting one foot in front of the other and being consistent and, and paying off, you know, having a long-term goal with your business those are the most important things I think I could give anybody. And that's just my advice after being in business for almost two and a half years. Um, you know, hopefully, if you asked me this question in another two years, I'll say, well, after being in business for four, four and a half years, like this is what I've learned, right? Um, and I've learned a lot of other very little lessons along the way. But those are the really big ones, I would say, for somebody who is really... Um, thinking about leaving a nine to five job and pursuing their passion or going in a different direction. Um, those are the, this, those are the biggest pieces of advice that I can give, but I will start with, um, briefly just kind of the journey I went through from 2020 on. And I have to preface this by saying that, uh, you know, the role I played in my family and the fears that I had with my family played a huge role in my liberation into myself and this work and being, you know, in a truthful and honest career. Um, my family had a huge role in that because I worked for my family. So I started working for my family's business back in 2016. I left the fashion industry in a business that I had started that was not nowhere near successful. It was a very 
<laughs> ego death tower moment for me to really realize I may not be a product focused um, entrepreneur like my dad and my uncle. I think my life looks a little different. Um, and while I'm kind of an entrepreneur now and, you know, I own my own business, it's, you know, I'm more like a self-owned businesswoman. I, I don't know that I really identify as an entrepreneur because I don't believe in hustling sales and trying to convince people to do this work. I think the work really speaks for itself. And my job is to share the magic with people. And if they feel aligned with it, you know, I'm happy to receive their time and their energy to help support them. And it's this work isn't about me at all. It's about, you know, my job is to be a conduit for this work. So I don't know that I really align with the word entrepreneur, but I am a self-owned businesswoman. I guess I have a small business, right? Um, but, you know, my family's idea of uh, being a businesswoman is being a hustler, entrepreneur, survival energy. And that's very much the entrepreneurial spirit that I was raised around. So a huge part of my story that started back in 2020 was... Um, I've been on this journey of really understanding the difference between pressuring myself to be successful and hustling, um, and kind of letting those beliefs kind of die off or, or transform or dissolve and rewrite what it means to be a business owner for myself. And back in 2020, when I was working for the family business, um, it was in the middle of COVID. I had been a year into working for, uh, I was working as a social media manager for my family's business. And mind you, you know, this, this job that I was in was very, very successful. Um, I made great money. I had great benefits. And from the outside, my job looked very, very cool. I was hanging with celebrities, celebrity chefs, actors and actresses and reality TV stars. And they were coming to, you know, our place of business, which was a winery to, um, taste wine and post about it. And we were making, I was making genuine connections with these people and we were chatting and texting and hanging out. And I'd go to LA and I'd hang out with these people and I'd go to New York, hang out with these people. And I was traveling all the time. Like, I don't think I was home for, you know, more than a week at a time. I was just just divorced from my ex-husband and I channeled all of that energy of like divorce and restarting my life and really I got a new lease of life after my divorce and so I channeled all of that excited energy into my job I had really no work-life balance I wasn't working out wasn't really eating healthy I was just surviving and I was traveling and having fun and drinking and just living my life because I'll, I'll briefly touch on this, but, um, you know, I met my ex-husband when I was 20 years old. And before that, I was living in San Francisco in another relationship where I was being cheated on. And it was a very tumultuous relationship. And I was basically addicted to school and working and had no social life. And then I moved back to San Diego and I met my ex-husband like maybe less than six months after I moved. And then I was in this serious relationship for eight and a half, almost nine years. So I didn't have that party, fun, dating phase um, in my earlier life. I got to live that at 27. So I was partying, going out, having fun around this time. And like I said, the job looked so cool from the outside. Like people would, you know, people would stop me and be like, you have the coolest job. And I'd be like, I know, it's so cool. 
And I remember when I was going to leave my job, Tyler was like, man, that job seems so cool. Like, why would you leave that? And the only resonant response I could give him, which is something that I had been thinking about for a long time, is that it wasn't fulfilling enough. And I was always reminded of this 13-year-old version of myself. And I remember being 13 and thinking to myself, I, I want to help people. That's what I'm here to do. I want to help people. And in my job, I didn't feel like I was making a difference. I didn't feel like I was helping people. I didn't feel like I had the creative freedom to allow me to be authentically me. And I don't think that that job would ever allow me to be authentically me because it was a brand built on my family's pain, celebrating the victory of what it means to go through pain and celebrate it on the other side. However, it wasn't my story. It is my story, but it's not really my story. And there was, there was a battle within me around honoring my family and being in this job to honor my family. And, and, and I was always like, I always told myself, being in this job, working for my family, it's giving back my family what I don't feel like I could give them back in any other way. If I work for the family, it's me being in gratitude to the family for all the sacrifices that they made to give me life, to give me a beautiful life uh, in many ways. And this is the way I get to give back. And that started to really die off and fizzle out and lose its, its glimmer and its spark. I, lo- I started to really lose myself in that. And I really started to struggle and I didn't directly work for my family members. Um, my dad was off in a completely different department. And then my uncle was in, you know, my boss's boss's boss. And I never really worked with him. But there was still the pressures of working for family. And my wound of not being good enough was constantly being triggered. And so I started to feel in that job that nothing I would do would be good enough for me or for anybody else. But it was mostly for myself. And the problem with being in that job is that as much as it was fun and cool and exciting, it started to lose its glimmer in its own way in that way because I, I knew that something wasn't aligning for me and it, and it wasn't feeling like it was fulfilling as much anymore, but I also didn't know who I was outside of that job. Like if it didn't feel authentic to me, that's one thing, but I didn't even know what was authentic for me. So I didn't even know what path to follow because I was still figuring out where I would go. And at this point I had been into spirituality and I would get readings and Reiki and I did yoga teacher training. And I was really, um, really into my own very intimate, introverted, like personal spiritual experience, but never did I ever think my life would go in this direction because I hadn't done the work to get there. Um, At this point, I was just merely surviving. And so I didn't really have the courage at this point in my life to believe in myself, to have my own sense of self and make my own decisions for my life, or to really step out on my own. And at the end of 2020, I was dating someone that wasn't aligned for me. And so earlier in 2021, I had broken that relationship off because that didn't feel authentic to me. So I was trying to figure out, you know, what feels right for me. If it felt right, it must feel that it must mean that it's authentic. And that didn't. So that was like my first step in like 
making a decision for myself and like making an aligned, authentic decision for myself. And then after that, you know, I started to kind of break off certain friendships and I was like, okay, like this doesn't feel authentic for me. And I started doing that in baby steps, like trying to figure out what felt authentic and aligned for me and what felt right. And I was always left with the job sitting in my hands because the job was providing me with so much financially, socially, um, confidence wise. Like I was very confident in my job and I liked the job a lot and I loved my boss and he was the, he hated when I called him my boss, but he was the greatest leader and guide and just really trusted me. I mean, I've really, you know, knock on wood, I will work for myself for the rest of my life. But when I look back on my life, my best boss ever was Isaac. And I could totally get into a whole thing about him, but he was just the greatest because he trusted me. He believed in me. He believed in my authenticity and in my voice. And he let me take creative freedom. And that was a really empowering time for me when he let me do that. So I was starting to figure out who I was through different avenues, but I was constantly felt faced with this job doesn't feel right. And I don't know what to do with it. On the other side of that, outside of the job, I was also feeling a lot of internalized anger, resentment, shame, and insecurity. Um, There was like a very brief amount of time where I was uh, really struggling with dating. Um, I was still in contact with my ex-husband and I was just managing a lot and I started to feel very overwhelmed. I didn't know how or where to go forward in my life. And all I knew is that I didn't want my life to keep going in the way that it was going because at times it felt like torture. And at the end of 2020, I remember sitting on my bed and I was crying And I'm pretty sure this is the first time I I may have realized that I had guides or that there was someone else out there listening to me. I I kind of laugh and think that my spirit guides heard what I'm about to tell you that I sat on my bed. I feel like they heard it and they were like, oh my God, it's go time. She's giving us permission. Like, because so many doors opened up after that. But I had to have my tower moment where everything fell apart. And I was sitting on my bed crying and I said, I've been through so much pain I feel so much pain. If I feel like this now, I don't want to know what it's like at 50. If I can't figure out what my purpose is, I'm, I don't want to be here for very much longer. Like I'm going to find my way out. And it was, it was the fourth time or fifth time in my life where I was like, I'm, I don't want to be on earth anymore. It's too difficult. I've been through so much. I don't want to do this. I had a very low capacity for anxiety, stress, overwhelm, too many emotions, all the things. So uh, a few days later, I went to go visit my cousin and I told her I was really depressed again. I was struggling with the suicidal ideation again. And I asked her if she knew a life coach And she said she didn't know a life coach, but she knew of a woman she was doing coaching with called Carrie Gagne. Her name was Carrie Gagne, and she was doing something called family constellation therapy. And I'll never forget my cousin's words. She said, family constellation therapy doesn't work for me. I don't like it, but I think you should try it. Carrie also does readings and Reiki and some shamanism stuff. So, you know, she'll she'll pick whatever she feels is right for you for the six months, but just give it a shot. Um, so I did it. I, I did, I signed up for the six month coaching, um, in, in January of 2021. 
I did the coaching with her and I realized in the first or the second session, I can't remember if it was the first or the second, but it was right, right, right in the beginning where I realized, oh shit, <laughs> like I understand all of this baggage I'm carrying now. I understand what happened to my family and how it's happening in me too. I'm carrying around this shame that's not mine, this anger that's not mine, this resentment that I need to deal with, um, the anger that I need to deal with, the insecurities and where it comes from. I understood myself within those two hours more than I had ever understood myself ever in my, at that point, 29, almost 30 years of life. I think it was 29. And so I, I was so moved by the experience. I I wanted to do it myself, you know, I, and I started to awaken to the possibility that there was hope for me in my life. I started to see the possibility that I don't have to be in pain forever. Um, I immediately resonated with FCT and I had this divine inner knowing that this was my thing. I had no clue how or when or what or how it was going to play out only that this was it. And my mentor told me she was actually going to be hosting a 12-month training. And so I just planted the seed within the universe, within my heart. And, and that was it. I started learning how to talk to spirit. Um, I started doing uh, intuitive training with Nikki Novo online in one of her courses. And I started to develop my intuition through automatic, automatic journaling, oracle card pulling, and really just opening my heart up to the possibility that I may be at my core different than this persona that I've been living in for the last 29 years. And as I started to do that, my day-to-day nine-to-five job completely lost its, its spark, completely lost its magic, the cool factor of what I did. I didn't care anymore. I didn't care about having celebrities' phone numbers in my phone or going and hanging out with them in LA on the weekends. I didn't care about the possibility of being able to go to New York or Chicago or Miami or LA or Texas or wherever. I didn't care, but I couldn't show people that. So I had to put on this fake facade and every time somebody would be like, we'd love to have you come out, I didn't have a voice yet to be like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, and respond with, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not able to make it or whatever. I would just say, sure, and I would go because I was afraid. I was afraid to let that piece of me go because a huge part of my identity was built into working for the family business and this identity I had built post-divorce around who I was and this life that I was living. And I was constantly conflicted because here I was spending my mornings on my yoga mat underneath the one window I had in my studio apartment and I would light incense and I would light a candle and I would just channel this information and I would awaken to my soul and, and who I truly am. And um, that's when I received my boyfriend's last name. And I started like getting all these pieces of information that were coming true. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can do this. Like I can do this. So it was, it was at around this time that I was still working for the family in 2021 that I was getting a lot of signs and that's when I made the decision to start doing intuitive readings for my friends and I started with my best friend and like a couple other friends and then they I would say hey if you know anyone who's interested let me know and then the next day they'd be like oh you know my sister-in-law's brother or my cousin's cousin or you know my friend that I work with like I just started building a very small clientele of about 10 people 
who in, in a very short amount of time within like six months of 2021, I was just doing readings for. And the beautiful thing is I was doing it on my own time. So, um, you know, I would do a little work for my nine to five and then before or after work, I would then do the reading. And I was really kind of just trying to balance, you know, what this next step was going to look like. And I really truly believe that starting out in readings is what gave me the confidence to then go into FCT, trusting my intuition and trusting myself so that I can do what I do now. And it was it was hard for me because my FCT mentor was kind of on and off about when she was going to do the training. And I was trying to figure out if I was going to leave my job and when I was going to leave my job. And I was really at my wits end with the burnout, the hustle culture, some of the mentalities of the people that I worked with. I was really, it was all kind of amplifying my inner belief, which was like, I wanted to leave and I didn't know how. But I went through a deep awakening in a very short amount of time that allowed me the clarity to be like, I don't want to be here anymore. And like, it needs to happen soon. Um, and it was just a knowing, it was like an inner knowing inside of me that I can't, I can't describe to you. It, It was very much like the feeling that I had when it was time to leave San Diego. I loved San Diego. I still miss it to this day, but I knew in my heart, we weren't meant to be there. I always felt like spirit was saying, you can choose to stay here and things might be a little bit more difficult and rough as you can get into your 30s and your 40s. Like it might be a more difficult path. But if you want to try to step into something where you trust your knowing and you trust the magic of of the unfolding of life, maybe move to Denver and see if there's something there for you. And within my relationship and my business, I've experienced so much growth and like so much positivity of things I had dreamt for in San Diego and now are all happening in my life. Um, Part of that was also knowing through astrocartology, but really truly at the end of the day, it was this inner knowing that I needed to do something different than what I was doing and the knowing would not leave me alone and it would just eat at me. And that's what this was like. You need to leave your job. You need to do something else. It was this inner knowing that it was time to leave. I just didn't know. Like I said, when, how, what, where, like I didn't know. So I kind of battled with that, you know, for months. Um, and, and it was wild because as I was looking for signs to leave, uh, I hopped on to an FCT session with on Zoom with my mentor, Carrie. And she goes, girl, I have to tell you the wildest thing. She said to me, I went to go get a reading with one of my people. And during that reading, you came up in the middle of it. And the lady said, you have a client who's blonde, blue eyes and lives in Southern California. She's working in a job right now that she doesn't fully align with. She's going to leave that job very soon. And she's going to basically go off and do family constellation therapy. And so when Carrie told me that, you know, I put, I, I trust carry very much and I put a lot of weight on the guidance she was giving me and because it had aligned for me in so many ways and so I was like oh my god this is this is crazy and I think I just got really excited and I got really antsy and I was like okay I'm going to make the decision to leave by the end of the year but there were it was a little rushed I will I will admit the decision was a little rushed because there were a lot of things I needed to figure out First and foremost, I needed to be able to start the family constellation therapy training before I made the decision to leave. We were scheduled to start in the end of 2021 in like October. And unfortunately, my mentor's father passed away that month unexpectedly. 
So the training was delayed. And at that time, I had already told my my boss and my family that I was leaving the business. And that experience was really beautiful because my father and my uncle were so supportive and so kind about it. And you know, they could have easily been upset with me and disappointed in me and expressed that to me. And I'm sure when we got off the phone, you know, they were disappointed and confused and maybe they were, you know, they had their own kind of feelings to process. But to my face, they were kind and loving and supportive. And, you know, I really, really take that as a gift and appreciate that because it probably could have been worse had they not been um, loving and kind towards me, which which makes me emotional because it could have been a lot worse. Um, people were pretty understanding for the most part. I think people in my job were understanding about my situation as well because I offered to stay on as a social media consultant and continue to create content part-time for like six months, five or six months after I left. And the president of the company was like very happy with that. My uncle was happy with it and my boss was happy with it. So uh, that was a nice way for me to continue to um, stay a little bit in touch with you know, the people in the job that I was leaving without having so much pressure and getting paid for it and also helping them find someone who could replace me after I had built our social media community from scratch. We had nothing and I built it up to like 50,000 followers or 45,000 followers on Instagram and built off of what my uncle had built on Facebook and we were building Twitter and we were thinking about TikTok and I wasn't fully on board with TikTok and there were so many things that I kind of left a little bit and I was, I'm lucky and blessed enough that one of my very, very good friends is incredibly geniusly skilled at social media and she took my place um, in the family business once I officially left. So there was some of that to work out. I also had to figure out financially what I was going to do because as soon as I started realizing that there was a possibility that I might leave my job one day and I wouldn't have the financial security that I had in that job going off on my own because I had heard and read about and met people who were self-employed and in this space that struggled financially at times. So I knew there was a financial component I had to be responsible for and keep up with. So around June or July of 2021, I started putting a large portion of my paychecks into my savings account. I'd get Christmas money, put it directly into my savings account. I bought a Tesla and got the, the, the rebate and all of that. And then the federal rebate for having an electric car, put that in my savings. Every time that I would get any kind of money outside of my paycheck and even some for my paycheck, I started building up my savings, a really, really hefty savings. And I really committed to not spending as much money on food and traveling and groceries and things. Um, and then the most expensive thing was my rent. I was almost paying like $2,800 a month for a studio apartment. This is before I had met Tyler and moved in with him. So I was starting to get my finances in order and trying to figure out how much I could charge for readings if I still wanted to keep doing them, how much I wanted to charge for family constellation sessions, like what would be an appropriate price. So I had to start making all of these decisions. I knew what I wanted to do branding and marketing wise. I knew I was gonna take all of my experience from being in social media for five years and, and bring that into my personal business. And that was a process of its own. 
But like, here I am, like using all of the things that I've learned in my life to support being in my authentically aligned career now. But I started Heal With Cat initially in 2021, right around the time that I had left my family's business. Um, and it was called Heal With Cat at the time. It wasn't just Cat Dow. That's the, the name of my actual like legal business is Heal With Cat. And I, I was doing this for legalities and also for trying to build a brand and just I really wanted to dip my toe in the water of starting my own business and seeing if it was even possible for me to do this to build a community because again I didn't always believe in myself and I feared how different my life would be I feared the judgment from people and even though I desperately wanted all of these changes, I there was so much uncertainty and unknown. It was very much a back and forth thing for me. So, you know, I think in 2021, I was really challenged with trusting myself and believing in myself, putting one foot in front of the other and then leaning on my community. You know, my best friend w- was literally the person I would lean on for everything during that time. And she was just my biggest supporter. Um... And I really had to learn how to speak my truth. And that is a really, that was really important for me in that year. In 2021, as you'll, you know, listen to this podcast episode, it was the biggest year for me because in October 28, on October 28th, 2021 is when I put in my three month notice. I told, or two and a half month notice. I told my, my dad, my uncle, and my boss and the, um, the director of HR, who was my good friend at the time, I'm going to leave and everyone was supportive. And December 31st, 2021 was my last official day as an employee. And I I didn't spend New Year's Eve the way that I had wanted to, but it was the way that it was supposed to be, right? Like I didn't really make an effort to go out or do anything. I was in this very introverted time. Um, I wanted to speak to spirit that night. I wanted to have a little bit of a ceremony. I wanted to hang out with a friend or so and just kind of like ease into 2022. Um, I kind of did like a year ahead reading for myself that night and I went to bed, you know, I cried going to bed that night because I was so scared of all the change and I was also really developing feelings for my boyfriend at the time and we were just friends and there was so much uncertainty and unknown and um, I really tried to just trust the whole process. Um, I remember waking up on January 1st, 2022 and thinking, okay you're here. It's I mean, you're still kind of part-time consulting and creating content, but like you're one step closer to just being on your own. And I think the hardest part of officially leaving my job was truly just embracing the amount of time that I had. You know, in my in my 9 to 5 job, I was working 10-hour days at some point. Um I was doing photo shoots and traveling and I was always busy and I really prided myself on being busy um and now I was only working 20 hours a month or 25 hours a month like an entire month um I wasn't I was consulting very very little it was mostly content creation interviewing people to take my place it was very 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 part-time and so I think that um I had so much time and I didn't know what to do with it and 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 I tried uh I tried 
I tried my best for sure to embrace it. I started working out again. I would go on hikes a lot. I had my puppy, so I had Max. So I was very busy with that. I was spending a lot of time with Tyler. I was trying to build my brand. I was reading a lot of books. I was um, visiting friends. Like I was really trying to fill up my time, but I started to develop this weird anxiety in the mornings where I'd wake up in the morning and have nothing to do for the day and be like, oh my God, what the hell am I doing with my day? What am I doing with my life? Like, I don't have any plans for the day. And so that's actually why I started this podcast because I was really hoping that the podcast would give me a lot of internal motivation and a place for me to share all the things I was learning about my life on a safe place because I was also very, very, very deep in my healing journey still. Um, some of my days in 2022 were like Reiki at this time, FCT at this time, walk by the beach at this time, journal at this time. Like I was full-time healing and, and I was very much in the midst of that process. So 2022 was definitely a challenging year to start, but the beautiful thing about 2022 is that I was finally in the middle of my training and my mentor said after three months, she said, listen, I trust you, your intuition's good, you, you understand this work, you've been doing it for a year now, I trust that you can start doing sessions for people. And so I didn't actually start right away. It wasn't until June, or actually it wasn't until July of 2022 that I had decided to trust this inner idea, this inner ping, this kind of divinely inspired idea that I had that I was going to post on my Instagram. Um, and I think I had like 800 followers at the time. I don't even know how I built a following of 800 followers from absolutely nothing, like only less than a year before. And I wasn't even teaching about FCT at the time. So I think this is kind of how I all, how I felt it was all aligned for me. Um, I just kept trusting the fact that spirit was helping me put one foot in front of the other and showing me a lot of validation through signs and miracles and things that like this was the right path to keep going and I posted on my stories and I said I'm offering five free constellations to anyone who follows me who has never tried one before and the first five people that signed up are human beings that I love and adore and still keep in contact with to this day and the crazy part so one of them actually kind of fell off uh, the work a little bit and I haven't talked to them in, in quite a while but the other four women that um that did that did this with me two of them have the same name and the other two have the same name and I just thought that was the craziest coincidence or like synchronicity that like okay little wink from the universe like I don't know it just felt it just felt like a synchronicity or like a wink from the universe for me so I offered those uh, five women FCTs and uh, four of them really stuck around with me and this work and I still I mean I talk to one of them almost every day lately because we're doing a like a nervous system regulation challenge together and uh, another one became a friend and my esthetician once I moved here to Denver and the other two are mothers and staying busy in their lives but we connect on social media all the time and keep in contact and it was just the most beautiful way to put myself into a vulnerable situation where like hey I'm new there's these random strangers that follow me on Instagram and I'm going to offer them a free session and I just want to see how it resonates with people 
And that was really kind of the, the first, um, the first experience that I had where I realized, okay, you're ready. You're ready. Like you've been studying this work for a while. You've been doing your own FCTs for a year. You've been studying from Carrie. Like I had six months of FCTs back to back to back, sometimes twice a month. After that, I was paying to do at least one or twice, once or twice a month after that. I felt really, really aligned with this work and it felt like second nature to me. So when I got the validation from these five women that it was, you know, it was, it was working for them and they were interested, I just took that and ran with it. And I opened up a coaching container that one of them ended up joining in the coaching container with me. And I was taking, I was getting coached by coaches who were teaching me how to coach. Um, So I was like educating myself alongside educating others. And like I said, I really just kept putting one foot in front of the other. Fast forward to the end of 2022, um, I had like a clientele of like 15 people and uh, they were coming back consistently and I would immerse myself into microdose uh, training to learn how to uh, be a practitioner for microdosing. And I was starting connect, to connect with people uh, like Brooke and Ma- Michael from Axis Mundi or Nikki Norenberg um, or uh, Christine McGlinchey Yap. Like I was starting to connect with all these women and all of these people in the community who aligned with family constellation therapy and aligned with the things that I was starting to share about this work. And it was really authentic. It was really, really authentic. And I was starting to feel really good about how I had just believed in myself, believed in this work, showed up regardless of what, you know, my experience was or whatever. I just believed in what I could do and what this work could do. And I just showed up and I put one foot in front of the other and I had my community supporting me. And I just... Sometimes you have to just show up and play the part and just believe in yourself. And that's truly what I did. So 2023 was a very interesting year for me because it was really the year of needing help. And for somebody who is not great at asking for help all the time uh, or finds a lot of shame or vulnerability in asking for help, um, I, I had to raise my hand and get a business coach. And I cannot rave enough about Nikki Norenberg We did an activation session together where she broke down my business quarter by quarter for 2023 and gave me intuitive advice and then actionable items and tasks to complete for the year so that I could feel really good about my business. I wanted to learn how to scale and grow my business, network with other people, build a stronger community, and Nikki was the perfect person, and we're going to continue to work together this year. She just had a little baby uh, in November, so she's on maternity leave, but I can't wait for her to come back, and I cannot recommend her enough for all business owners who find importance and value both intuitive guidance and actionable items um, and actionable like effort. Um, I launched three different programs in 2023, built an email list around them, and no one signed up for not one single program that I launched. And I really had an ego check. And now I fully understand why those things happened. But man, that was so hard for me. It was so hard for my ego to launch these programs and then have nobody sign up. And it was really hard. to. That's why I asked Nikki for help. But throughout 2023 and getting the support that I needed, I realized that my energy was better focused on one-on-one FCT sessions, 
networking and connecting with people. I didn't realize we were going to make such a big move in 2023. We had talked about moving, but we decided to move to Colorado maybe a month before we actually moved because we had to put our 30-day notice in and we decided to live in Airbnbs while we looked for a home to purchase. So that whole thing, I was not expecting earlier in the year. So I'm glad that I didn't have programs that I needed to be committed to because otherwise I wouldn't have had the time, the space or the energy to show up for this really big life transition that we made. Uh, In 2023, I also needed to focus on getting rid of clutter, focusing on alignment, and I I needed to um, really go back to basics. If you if you follow my business in 2023, you'll see that I I offered the ancestral chakra reading, um, the integration series, the pl- patterns of love workshop, and the FCT and microdose workshop, and. I have gotten rid of patterns of love and FCT and microdose for now. I have um, put a pause on the integration sessions because it wasn't it wasn't as powerful as I had hoped. Um, people, you know, I suggest if you're doing FCT that you get what you need from our sessions together, but you also have you know some other kind of therapeutic support outside, whether it's somatic or psychotherapy, talk therapy, like whatever it is. Um, FCT can be very supplemental for the things that you're healing in the general sense of your life. And so I didn't feel that I was going to be that person. I was not the one-stop shop for everyone. I was, I was meant to stay focused on FCT. And also, um, gosh, I just had a brain fart. I don't remember. But anyways, oh, and the ancestral chakra reading. I still have that. I still keep that around. I still manage my time and my energy with that. I don't, you know, offer live calls to follow up on the reading. It's just, I do your reading, I send you a document and it's done. So this is kind of the way that, these are the kind of the ways that I've learned how to navigate, um, my business. And, and I think that for me, it was, if, if I could give any advice, for uh, leaving a nine to five job and, and starting my own business and doing my own thing. Uh, it's that I don't regret following these great ideas that I had or that I spent, you know, 50 hours creating the Patterns of Love workshop over the course of last year and nobody signed up for me. I don't regret any of that because honestly, all of these inspired ideas that I had led me to learn more about this work, more about myself more about how to be in service to others. And I learned so much about epigenetics. I learned so much about patterns. Like I educated myself through creating these these programs and these workshops. And it, they were actually meant for me to learn from and not anybody else. And that's okay because now I do that in one-on-one sessions. So I think maybe another kind of lesson I would pass on to any business owner or anyone who's like going through this process of leaving their nine-to-five job is drop the ego as much as you can drop the idea that you this this vision you've created in your head about what things should be like and just lean into following your own intuitive guidance which comes back to my advice of knowing yourself like really really knowing yourself and trusting yourself and then also give yourself so much compassion and grace because being hard on yourself is counterintuitive to all of the energy, the love, and the time you need to give yourself and your life in order to be a true, truly aligned business owner. And trust me, 
there are going to be days where you put pressure on yourself to perform or that you're going to be used to being busy because being busy means you're useful and being in a very masculine energy with your time, especially if you're coming from a corporate nine to five or retail nine to five. I think societally, we're all programmed to be busy and useful and productive. But man, so many of us are really realizing that the years we've spent in those jobs doing that burn us out and our cortisol levels are high and our adrenals are burnt out and our hormones are just, you know, dysregulated and and out of balance and out of alignment. And if you can really find something you're truly passionate about and find a way to make a living doing it, you truly will not feel like you work a day in your life. And I know that's the cheesiest thing that everybody says, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. That is actually one of the most triggering things I went through. And it's real. You go from being busy and productive and useful and you build your identity off of being enough because you're busy and constantly keeping yourself entertained by this job and staying in this kind of hamster wheel. But when you come out of that, And you're supposed to now build your life on your own and find your own beliefs about your life. Having this space to feel like your life can be more than just your job can be very triggering because it means that you're breaking down your identity of what, where you placed your identity. I placed my identity in how busy I was. I used to be like, oh man, like I worked 10 hours yesterday. And I would, it would sound like I hated it, but I prided myself on it. Like I genuinely was like proud of myself. Like I worked 10 hours. It's like, oh my God. Like now in my business, I've completely changed my life. I'm healing my hormones. I'm healing my body from the inside out. And I have realized through that process in the last two years since leaving my job is that me as Catherine, I function the best when I have, when I work earlier in the mornings after I've worked out. So I'm a morning person. If I take sessions anytime, like after, if, if I start a session at three and it goes until five, like I'm, I, I'm not there. I have to start sessions from 10 to 12 and two to four. Those are the pockets of time that I am the most awake and the most viable and the most focused and just the most intentional. And if I, if I work at least four hours a day and I'm doing really, really hard, you know, spiritual, energetic, and even like brain powered work for four hours a day, that's enough for me. I remember listening to the Skinny Confidential talk about her human design on a podcast with someone. I forget who the guest was. And Lauren was talking about how she's a reflector and I'm a reflector. I'm a 5-1 reflector. And she said, I'm a reflector and I learned about myself that I can't work like a 10 or eight or even sometimes a six hour day. She's like, I work best when I work in solid chunks. I work like four to five hours a day and I give myself the space to work on myself or work on my family or exercise. Like it is very possible and corporate America will tell you this is not possible and corporate America will instill in you the idea that you have to hustle to live a good life. You can make a good living and live a beautiful life working four to five hours a day. You can. The only difference is it's important to have investments and it's important to manage your money well. It's important to 
live a life within your means. It's important to have space. It's important to have community. It's important to put yourself out there and, you know, network. Like there are multiple uh, supportive parts or foundational parts that support you working a four to five hour day and being happy and successful. But it's possible. It is possible. And I think, you know, it takes time to heal all of this stuff. And it also takes the courage to confront these parts of yourself too. Um, I really had to, I resisted a lot the death and transformation of the very masculine corporate part of myself. And my job wasn't even corporate. I I didn't work in a corporate company, but there were a lot of mentalities and uh, people that had come from other corporate jobs and brought those values into the job that I was working in the company that I was working in. And it was still very family owned and family operated, but we were growing fast and quickly. We were one of the number one uh, growing wineries in the globe. And there was a lot of pressure on us to perform and to you know get to a certain place and to a certain valuation. And all of us felt that pressure. And for some people, that may be really beautiful and inspiring and the challenge might be nice and people may love that. But for me, it wasn't aligned for me. And that was the internal battle that I had a lot. So that is how I started my business. I just, uh, I started my business by doing readings for people and then kind of uh, snowballing that into a social media brand. Um, And then I can tell you like 90% of my clients come from social media. Occasionally I'll get a friend of a friend, but it's mostly social media uh, and the podcasts that I'm featured on. And I started just by putting one foot in front of the other, creating content, putting myself out there and really letting people learn about this work through the lens of how I see it. Um, Quitting my nine to five job was putting things in place in my life financially, spiritually, physically, emotionally, logistically to be able to support leaving mostly the financial benefits of what a nine to five job brings Um, I lived off of my savings for almost two years. Uh, Savings meaning I'd also, you know, receiving money from different outlets, from taxes, from the car, from my family. Like there were many, uh, many different ways that I lived off of what was in my savings, but I did it for two years, which I'm very proud of myself uh, with, you know, doing. Um, And, you know, I think quitting was just, being courageous enough to make a decision because here's the thing too is you're not going to wake up one day and be like today is the day it's like you're going to have to talk yourself into it you're going to have to believe in yourself you're going to have to believe in what you're leaving your job for what's on the other side of that nine to five job you have to believe in that so much that it is worth every bone in your body to leave the nine to five because you believe i believed in fct so fucking much that I was willing to leave my job and suffer a little bit in terms of going through all of these belief changes and time changes and energetic changes, going through coaching and learning how to show up differently in my life. All of that was worth me leaving, mostly the financial security behind because the finances can be one of the most challenging things. Uh, I explained to you you the process and what made me do it it was just about following you know, my heart and realizing that I, I was meant for more, uh, something different, something more aligned, something more authentic for me, something that really lit my soul on fire. 
And as cool as that job was that I was in, it was not doing it for me. And I also think that it was a part of listening to that 13-year-old in me. That 13-year-old in me who was like, damn, you did it. You left. You're going to help people now. That 13-year-old version of me was connected to my soul in a way I wasn't aware of yet. I wasn't conscious of it yet. But she was, she was speaking to me. My soul was speaking to me through that 13-year-old little girl who knew I'm here to help people. And that's what I've made my mission to be. To be of service is the greatest honor for me. It really is such an honor. Um, and sharing this work with people is such an honor. It's not about me. It's about I'm happy to be the conduit for, for it. And I love talking about it. And I geek out about it. And I just, I really love this work. I'm really, really in love with it and passionate about it. I've seen the way that it can really impact people's lives. Um, and the things that people learn from it. And, and the, the liberation people experience when they do this work. Um, and the understanding that people get. It's so beautiful and freeing. But it's this work that I get to that I get to share with people that feels really, really beautiful. And I explained how I started my business before quitting. So I, I think I answered all of the questions in that DM um, within an hour with a few stories along the way. Um, and hopefully this really resonated with you and touched you in some way to inspire you um, to make that change. You know, I think that I'll end with this um, you know, spiritually, we are about to enter into um, a very, very, very deeply awakening time. I listened to uh, Lee Harris. I listened to his monthly readings on YouTube every month. And he said that for, uh, he did a year ahead reading on YouTube. And he said that for 2024, it was going to be one of the last years of this very complex, chaotic, and traumatic time. He said that his guides had told him that 2017 through 2024 would be very, very deeply awakening times. And this is the last year of it. And I truly believe that what we've seen happen since 2017, but specifically 2020 in the last four years, it's been a very deeply transformational time for us all. Um, 2017 is when I got divorced, you know, got this new job in 2018, moved back to San Diego in 2019, like got, uh, you know, uh, entered a big new relationship in 2022, like all of these crazy things, these big transformations. And I was going through my Saturn return too, but for all of us, you don't have to be going through your Saturn return to experience these things. We all experience some kind of transformation. I think we all have been in the last four years confronted by what's in alignment with us and what isn't. And it's funny to me when I open up my Instagram stories and I offer intuitive advice for people, I get a lot of people who are like, I want to change my job. I don't know what I'm meant to do with my life. I want to have purpose. I've talked a lot about this previously around purpose. And this is the last thing I'll touch on. Purpose is aligned with our relationships to our mothers and our fathers as well, but really our mothers. Feeling safe enough to be successful uh, starts with our safety and security with our mothers. Feeling the allowance to take up space in this world and have a purpose starts with our mother, our relationship to our mother. Our mother is our first home, our first sense of safety, security, love, nurturing. And the way that we feel confident about ourselves and the way we feel confident about taking up space in this world and being successful and having a purpose comes from our mothers. Now, our ability 
to feel joy and have direction in our lives and to feel purposeful in some ways comes from our fathers because our, we watch our fathers have direction, take up uh, a purpose, have direction in their life and work towards providing for something, you know, all of these things that we learn. So um, I learned that from the, one of these, um, I have to, I have to credit where, do put credit where credit is due. I, I follow a phenomenal FCT teacher. His name is Tiziano Seguero. He's Italian and he is wonderful about teaching, um, the fundamentals and principles of FCT. He does group sessions in Australia, but if you follow him on Instagram, um, he provides a lot of great information. So I recommend giving him a follow. Um, I'm constantly learning from him, but also aligning with him on things, which feels great too. Um, but he, that's where I learned it from is, is what our, what our mothers are supposed to give to us, what our fathers are supposed to give to us, and then how we translate that into our own lives. So I will end with that. If you know me on the podcast, I have I have a tendency of rambling at the ends because I never know how to end these things because I want to keep rambling and sharing my advice. But this is where I'm going to end. Um, I want to thank you for showing up, uh, for providing the support and the, um, the space for me to share my story and, and really in hopes that something about my story and the things that I've learned along the way will support you in where you're at on your life. Um, I started this podcast to bond around shared experiences and hope that whatever was going on um, in our lives could be inspirational for one another. So hopefully you took something away from this. I'd love to hear your thoughts. On today's podcast, you can DM me on Instagram uh, or email me. Uh, I would love to hear what hit home for you. And yeah, just thank you for being here. Wishing you again a happy new year. I hope 2024 is kind to us all. Um, I hope that it's what it feels like so far, which is a soft, kind of magical, inspirational year. I know on a collective level, it's not feeling that way right now, especially if we're living in the US. But um, I'm hopeful that 2024 will be one of the last years of chaos, um, disruption, toxicity, and that everyone that's awakening to their true purpose after the last six years or seven years. I hope that we're all coming together now collectively to create peace, um, forward thinking, um, embracing our authenticity, and liberating ourselves from the pain of the past. So with that, thank you for being here, and I hope you have a beautiful day.